Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. We are doing something with a topic that I've, uh, Casey, I don't think I've ever heard a topic this cool relationship to LinkedIn. This is honestly one of my favorite topics. Did, did you come up with this topic name? You know, I think it was a, a mutual decision. You and I kind of both started brainstorming at this conference. And yeah, love is not really thrown around too often when, you, when it comes to, to LinkedIn, right? No, it's not. So, so guys, in case you didn't see the promo, this, uh, this episode is called Leveraging LinkedIn with Love. And no, this is not like spiffing up Casey's dating profile. This is actually like generating business, but from an authentic engagement standpoint, um, I want to introduce you to Casey. So, and guys, can you hear, can you hear Casey? Okay. Is, is his volume quiet or do you hear him? Okay. Can you hear me fine? That right, must be my speakers. Let me turn my, let me turn you up on my side. All right, cool. Um, so I've known Casey for a while. Casey is one of these just creative, genuine human beings who also has a really technical side. He's that perfect mirror, which it's, it's, it's a, that's a safe assessment of you, Casey, that you're like this genuine, authentic marketing genius, but yet you also, I don't know if you were a genius about yourself, but you also got this technical side, right? Yeah, sure. I will. I'll take any compliments you're willing to give me. <laughs> so, so he's, so he's been, uh, he's been on the agent side, he's generated business, but they also have this tech platform called my link solution. And, and today though, we're talking though, um, I was hanging out at his office at this uh, mastermind that uh, Tristan from LabCodes did. And we're just brainstorming it. Dude, we should get you on the podcast talking about LinkedIn and how you leverage it. And he said, I want to talk about leveraging LinkedIn with love. So first of all, what does that mean, Casey? Now that we've done this big buildup, what the heck does that mean to you? <laughs> well, you know, I have, there have been people that have actually made romantic acquaintances on LinkedIn, but that's not what it necessarily means to me. Um, I mean, the, the way I kind of envisioned it was, was love is equivalent to like authenticity, you know, genuine connection, um, just being real, right? I think with social media in general, it's very easy to use people as a means to an end rather than an end in and of themselves. And I think if you do leverage LinkedIn with a perspective of like, this is a real person, I want to get to know this person, I want to hear about their family, their experiences, their interests, their hobbies. And if you use it in a way where it's professional, yet also genuine, authentic, and kind of social too, I think that is where you can really leverage LinkedIn as a platform because that's where the gold is. I mean, real estate in general is a, is a, is a relationship game. And if you use this as like a relationship tool, that's how you'll really scale it basically. All right. So, so let's dive into that. Let's, let's get, because I think there's a small group of realtors that use LinkedIn for business. And in general, I mean, I don't know, we don't have that many people on camera today, so I can't have people raise their hands. So if you guys, rather, if you're here, we have a lot of people listening, but all you have your camera off, that's fine. But type in the chat box. And if you can't raise your camera this morning, hand this morning, like, is anyone even using LinkedIn right now? If not, buckle up, it'd be fun. Right. So, so where, where would you say people, people start with LinkedIn if we're coming from this, like creating real real relationships, what would you do? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, whenever I do talks, it's, I always ask the questions, how many people are on LinkedIn in the, in the past, you know, month, everyone raises their hand past week, like a couple of people raise their hand past day. It's like no one raises their hand. The people don't leverage it the way that they should for sales or for business generation, et cetera, because they don't really know how to, which makes sense. Um, 
I, I think if you were just starting and you wanted to kind of put the put your best foot forward, I think the way to start with LinkedIn is to not be so afraid of of posting and and expressing your personal side. Um, meaning, you know, yeah, don't don't post cat videos and stuff. But when you you start with your with your profile, right? Start with your profile. But don't just put your profile information that pertains to real estate or pertains to your business. Put down information that makes you a real person. You know, where have you, you know, what are your interests? What are your hobbies? Where have you traveled? Where have you studied? Um, you know, just all the, you know, join some groups that interest you. Join, you know, follow people that interest you. Um, I think the more kind of personal information you provide on your profile, the better. And, and the reason for that is when you're connecting with, you know, hundreds, thousands of people a month, people look at your profile. Um, so if you make yourself a real person via your profile, the chances of them engaging with you are significantly higher. So start there, you know, have a really robust personalized profile. And that's a good place to start. I, I love that. All right. And so we can, we'll go back in the, and it looks like we have, I'm reading the chat box, a kind of variety of people. Some people don't use it. Some people do use it. We can go back and maybe do some screen shares on profiles and show like, Hey, here's the type of stuff to do there. But, but I want to, I want to kind of dive into to this part of it. If you're cool with it. Fran, Fran put a comment in the chat box. She says she does use LinkedIn, but she doesn't get a lot of cross communication, which I think ties into this topic and the idea where, where you're coming from and using, you know, real authentic connection. Do you find a lot of cross communication on LinkedIn when you do it right? If if you do it correctly, right? Yeah. Um, it's like I said, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a it's a relationship game, um, and people like to build relationships with folks that they know, like, and trust. And so, if you can figure out who your people are, who your audience is, the chances of having this cross communication go go up significantly. So, for example, um, me me and my brother, in fact. The story behind how we created MyLink Solution was we used to do home buying presentations at local companies here in Santa Barbara. And we would, you know, it was a lunch and learn. We would provide food and then the companies would promote it for lunchtime. Anyways, after each home buying presentation, I would then go back to LinkedIn and then I would have a reason, you know, a, a reason to communicate with their entire company, not, not just the people who were there. I would connect them on LinkedIn. And I'll say, hey, I'm not sure if you're able to make it to the, the lunch and learn presentation. Here's a quick summary of the notes that we provided. Also, not sure if you are in the, in the um, market to buy or sell, but the main takeaway is that if you use us, we're giving a special you know, credit towards closing costs if you let, you know, for all Procore employees, if you allow us to help you with the next home purchase or sale. So if you're able to kind of build that rapport, offer value, and then ask for business, the chances of communicating and, and like having a relationship go up a lot. So yeah, you, 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 you want to find your people and find a reason to be, to be connecting with them. That's super smart. Cause if so Fran was just asking, you're already starting to answer it. You know, how, how do, uh, um, you know, how do you figure who your people are? But it's like, if you're into gardening, you're not going to go to LinkedIn to find like-minded people who are into gardening. I'm, I'm assuming you're going to connect more on a professional level, either inside a certain company or people with certain interests in certain fields, or can you find people who like gardening on LinkedIn? <laughs> you can, I mean, it's not something that you typically post about or put in your profile necessarily, but um, yeah, you can look up keywords, you know, gardening, you'll find like gardening enthusiasts. But, 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 but you typically wouldn't go there for that. So like, how, how would you narrow down? What were some, what are some niche markets you would target on LinkedIn as opposed to gardening? 
So the way, the way I think about it is, is kind of like, like farming, right? So not to, I'm getting away from the whole gardening aspect, I promise, but farming, <laughs> Let's run with it, Casey. Let's do it. But so, but like in real estate, there's a farm, right? You have like a geographic farm, right? Um, it's a certain neighborhood or a certain school district, whatever it might be in LinkedIn. I think it's more of like a, of, a, of like, like a psychographic farm. You know, why would people want to be buying from you as opposed to somebody else? And there's lots of reasons. I mean, you can just, you know, be, be, be creative with how you can connect. But I mean, some of our most, most impactful kind of campaigns and audiences are alumni campaigns. So if you, you know, live and work in, in San Diego, chances are you probably uh, went to school when you went to school there. And probably a lot of people also went to school there. I mean, USC, UCLA alumni, I mean, I have lots of friends who went to USC and they would never work with a UCLA, UCLA alumni, but they would definitely work with a USC alumni. So if you can find that group of people, you know, connect with them, be, let that be your, your bridge as to why you want to be reaching out to them and why you may want to work with them and then offer them something. So you can find I mean, veterans, you know, if your husband or wife is in healthcare, you can find healthcare employees. If your husband or wife is in tech, you can find tech employees. Um, you know, if your school, if your kids go to the same school, whatever it might be, you can find them on LinkedIn using their filters. And then that's your reason for opening up a dialogue. I love it. And when you say open a dialogue, let's get, let's get techie here. If you want to share a screen, you can, otherwise we'll kind of talk through it. We can drop in some screenshots later, but, um, when you say open a dialogue, are you sending an in message? Are you, I don't even like, I really don't use LinkedIn. I'm not a high level user. So I'm going to use the wrong terms. How, how do you, how do you create connections on LinkedIn? What's your, your recipe? So, yeah, so you first find your audience, you know, alumni, um, veterans, whatever it might be, you first find your audience and then you put them into, so what we do is we put them into a customized connection campaign. So let's say there's 10,000 alumni that live in Santa Barbara that went to, that went to UCSB. I'll put them into an alumni campaign using our MyLink solution system. And then we'll send out about a hundred or so invite connection requests a day basically saying like, Hey, thanks for, you know, my name's Casey. Just want to connect to this. I, you're a UCSB alumni looking to grow my network period. That's it. The invites very just simple. And, and to the point you want them to connect with you because there's a certain character limit to the invite message and you don't want to go beyond that. But if, and when they do connect, you can put a timer. So when you create a follow-up message, which, you know, basically bots and scrapers, but you send out a follow-up message automatically, that says, thanks for connecting. My name's Casey. I'm a fellow UCSB alumni, um, graduated in, in 06, like see you did too. Great. I love working with, with alumni. I'm offering a Go Gaucho credit um, to all people who let me help you buy or sell a home. Let's connect. And if you have any questions, let me know. So it's, I, love, I love it. Go ahead. Cause I got a question on that, but continue. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then, and then if they, and that's typically when they respond, um, after that message. And then if they don't, you can send out a follow-up nudge, another nudge, if you wanted to, yep. I stop after three messages, but yeah, that's kind of how it works. Well, that, that was my question right there. So do you just come straight out and say like, this is where each social platform, I feel like has a different DNA, a different personality on LinkedIn. It's acceptable to say, Hey, I'm a realtor. I'd like to work with you. I'm offering value to alumni. Like your value is a discount. Like you don't find anyone pushing back and saying, get lost. They just either ignore it or you get positive responses. Is that typically how that campaign works? So that's, I was blown away at how little pushback I got. So I come from a background in like email marketing, which is, you know, gl glorified spam. And, and with email marketing, you get a lot of pushback, especially because when you customize them, you would put like, you know, merge codes and you go, hi, Jesse, I see you live at one, two, three main street. Everyone's like, 
how did you know that? Like, how'd you get my information? And it's not a very pleasant experience when they, when they mark you as spam, block you, all this stuff. It's not very fun. LinkedIn is completely different. LinkedIn is a very loving platform. And I think the reason for that is A, they, you know, it's, it's, it's a private message, but B, there's a picture to the message. So they, they see your face, they see that you're a real person. And then likely what they'll be doing is they'll then go, you know, they'll be verifying your, what you're saying. Oh you, oh, you went to UCSB? Like who, who may we know in common or what other kind of experiences do we share in common? They'll look at your profile. And so I think because they see your face, they'll look at your profile, they'll then vet you. And then the chances of them providing a negative comment after they know who you are is very little. And, and, and plus, like if you're a local community member, I mean, you don't want to get negative pushback or, you know, have a bad reputation for being like, like the, the angry person. So I just think it's a, very, a much more encouraging, warm, welcoming community. I'm putting that on my LinkedIn profile, the angry person. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, angry I, I was, I was say the Karen, but I, but I didn't want to be, be offensive. So, <laughs> but, but, this, but this makes sense because, so, because Fran was asking, Fran, you got lots of great questions this morning. You know, how do you, if real estate's your thing, how do you not show up as a salesperson? But you are in sales, but you're coming from value and contribution as opposed to saying, I mean, is there any other items of value other than offering a discount that you go with? Or is that pretty much like your go-to and it works pretty well? Yeah, you don't have to. In fact, a lot of people don't. Some people aren't allowed to, um, for their, their, the, the brokerages and stuff, but, um, you can say like, you know, my service is my value. Um, you could say, you know, I'll provide you a free home valuation. You can provide whatever you, you can say whatever you want. I've just seen from our experience and all of our clients that the most effective is offering like a monetary value. Another good one, which, um, you know, she, she's one of our clients or Lindsay Nikorchuk, what she does is like when you're, when you're working with like with luxury clients, you know, a couple thousand dollars credit isn't much, right? They're not going to care about that. But her her kind of value is I make a donation to homes or no, was it um, sell a home, save a child. And that gets a lot of great feedback because now rather than, you know, I don't need a couple thousand dollars. I, I'm buying a $2 million house, but I would like to work with someone who has a kind of philanthropic stance, who's willing to give money back to a nonprofit charity that I'm fond of. I love that. And you can spin that so many ways. Let's say like I got two little kids, right? So I connect a lot with parents at the schools where my kids go. That's an audience that will, you'll never run out of people buying and selling houses, especially with young school age kids. If you don't have school age kids, I highly recommend you go get some. Um, <laughs> I mean, just borrow on whatever you need to do. But, but like if, if you network in that way and maybe your philanthropic charity is the school, Right. So now you're saying you're reaching out to other parents. You're saying, Hey, by the way, you know, any clients we work with, you donate back to the foundation that supports the school. If you go within niches like that and you donate back, I think that gives a really good way to reach out. Now you're really not salesy. You're saying, Hey, I am doing this, but I want to get, I love that Casey. Really cool. And there's so many, but, and what's kind of cool about that is, is it's engaging your passion too. I mean, a lot of folks are doing like homes for heroes. And so they'll, they'll donate to, you know, veteran campaigns, you know, the, 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 the wounded warrior project is a great one in, in San Diego. There's, there's a lot of great charities out there. And, and also if you donate through escrow, you don't have to pay tax. Well, granted it's a write-off anyways, but um, there's kind of creative ways of doing that through escrow too. Casey just told you not to pay your taxes. No, it's, it's like, guys, this is, I love this Casey. And I think it's just a matter of 
recalibrating your brain to how you're going to use LinkedIn, but also putting some tech on. This is not like, I don't get paid anything. You guys hear me say this all the time. I don't get paid anything, whether you use my link solution or not. But if you're going to do this, put some sort of automation behind it to do it at scale, because otherwise it's incredibly time consuming to go through and click and click and click and right. Like, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so I mean, there's, there's, there's two kind of secret sauces. One is sales navigator, which is a LinkedIn premium account which we don't benefit from at all by promoting. Um, they have the most incredible filters, you know, with, with Facebook kind of restricting some of their audiences you can reach out to. LinkedIn has really kind of expanded how you reach out to folks um, in a professional setting. So Sales Navigator provides a lot of great filters. You can find your audience very well. But then just having Sales Navigator in and of itself is not like the tool because it's, again, it would take forever. Okay, so now that you found your audience, what do you do with it? So then you kind of combine it with some sort of tool that can send out messages for you, you know, whether you have a VA, a virtual assistant doing it for you, or whether you use some sort of automation tool, like MyLink solution, we can help you out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's kind of the way to do it. And then once they reply, then you want to kind of come jump in with like a real person and be more customized and genuine with your responses. But basically the way I, th- I see what we do is we do like kind of digital door knocking. We're, we're, we're kind of opening the door for you. And then once they, you know, once you start a conversation, then you, you take it from there. I, I love digital door, door knocking, by the way, because you can do it at scale so much faster than real door knocking. And you, I actually had never heard the word a psycho farm, but I, but I like that. I know the word psychopharmacology, that's interactions of drugs in the brain. This is a different type of psycho farm, right? But, but it's, I just want to continue the gardening theme. We're planting seeds. Isn't that all you're doing, right? When you say you're planting seeds and you're nurturing them online and you're using this platform to connect with far more people than you ever could in real life. Yep. Yeah. And you're, and the, they're, the seeds are growing overnight. <laughs> so, so you can, you can fall asleep, you know, at what your, your normal time, you'll wake up to leads in your, in, in your inbox. So it's plants that you can harvest. Sorry, I, I just, I got to stop. Anyway. <laughs> Heather is smiling on camera, which is encouraging me. No one laugh at our jokes. We'll just keep going. All right. So, so, so what are, what are some higher level things, Casey? If this is kind of the basic platform, the, the basic premise that you see, what are, if there's already people who are on LinkedIn, um, do we want to drive a little deeper on the actual profile? Is that where we should spend some time? Are there other kind of advanced things that you're like, oh, we got to make sure we cover, cover this? I mean, if you want to go next level, there's a lot of other integrations you could do with LinkedIn using Zapier. Um, so, I mean, base level is everyone that you're a first connection with on LinkedIn, you can have access to their, their you know, information, their first name, last name, email, phone number, if they provide it. Um, that in and of itself, you should be importing into your CRM. So if you're using follow-up boss, Chime, whatever you're using, um, put them into your, into your, your newsletter. Things that I do, um, everyone that I that I connect with on LinkedIn, I will automatically zap them into an email campaign that I've created using QuickMail, which is like a like a cold email software, and I have a sequence of then emails. And so, what's nice about going from LinkedIn to email is that now that you're friends on LinkedIn, you have a bridge that you can kind of create to kind of you know soften. The, uh, the abruptness of an email saying like, Hey, Jesse, we're friends on LinkedIn. So, and I wanted to bring a relationship off of social media onto a more professional channel like email. And then you can kind of have, you can kind of bring your relationship into an email channel instead. So there's a lot of things you can do once you have the connection. Um, yeah, there's tools that, that kind of make it, make it easy for you. 
That's super smart, by the way. You guys, I hope you guys all caught that about taking them off LinkedIn and especially just putting them on your, your email. Everyone should have an email, like a nurture sequence or just a monthly email. We had a guy on a couple of days ago. Um, I think it was on this one of the podcasts we're on, uh, Brandon Grass was talking about his email list that he's built over the last three years. He has about, you know, 1500 people on it. It's nothing crazy, but it's all hyper-focused in the town he works. And he gets a consistent amount of leads coming, like inbound traffic from it. So you might connect on LinkedIn. That's the top of the of your relationship funnel, but then you bring them onto a platform. Um, do you find that more LinkedIn users tend to engage in email than other human beings? Or am I just making a random connection there that the same people that would use LinkedIn would also read their email? Um, it's, I'd say it's kind of random, but I, th I think the, the point is, is that um, the email is always accurate. So if you're, if you are doing like cold email and you're buying lists or, you know, from cold realty or whoever you want to use the chances of it, being the person that you're looking to reach out to is very, is like not super high, ah. but with linked with like the LinkedIn data you can get, it's that person, you know, it, it, it's, that's the email that they use to log into LinkedIn. So it's that person, it's, it's that person's profile. So it's, it's a lot more accurate. It's probably the top tier email. Like how many emails do you have Casey? How many email addresses do you utilize? <laughs> Um, dozens probably. Right. And do you have one or two that you're actually real emails that you really use that you check the rest are like 16 tier spams you give to your second cousin. You don't want to talk to, right? Yeah. So I've got two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so my guess is for LinkedIn, most people are using their actual one or one that they check on a more regular basis. Probably. Typically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, what else we got a few minutes left. I love this stuff, by the way. I think this is so cool. If you have questions, you guys are watching, please type in the chat box or, or come off mute. But what else, what else am I missing Casey that I should be asking you about this? I mean, there's so much about it. I mean, LinkedIn's coming out with a bunch of new features on a regular basis. Um, I would definitely start engaging just you know, at the very minimum, start updating your profile, um, engaging with other people's posts, kind of start to get a feel for it. I mean, one thing that I think is really powerful is LinkedIn events. In fact, let me, um, I'll show you. Uh, since we have a few minutes, I'll just kind of do a little plug. So one of the newer... Um, items that I think is taking off is LinkedIn events. So I'm doing a LinkedIn event tomorrow. Um, and I have 177 people that are already registered for it. And the reason why this is powerful is you, you can invite up to a thousand people in your connection network per week. So I spent, you know, two weeks promoting this and I already have almost 200 people that are going to be attending a webinar tomorrow. Wow. And so if you can leverage LinkedIn events and you can even link it to, you know, a Zoom call, a Zoom meeting, um, there's a lot of things you can do with this, but LinkedIn events is really powerful. And, and I have a good video um, that I created on, um, on YouTube that shows you how to do it. Will you go back while you had your screen up there? Show us your profile. Show us like what, how you, what details you put in there, how personal, how not personal. Cause I always think LinkedIn is so like, clean cut and boring and you don't like put anything about you in there. But I just saw a video of people in an arena on your LinkedIn. <laughs> so that's, so that was my, my feed. Um, can, can you see my screen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was my feed. This is my profile. So, I mean, I keep it somewhat casual, you know, I'm in a business suit, but my daughter and then, um, you know, my branding on top. So you should definitely have a, um, uh, banner photo. If you don't, Jess, I think I saw your profile didn't have one. So yeah, I, I do not really use LinkedIn <laughs> at, at any real level. Every time I get in there, I immediately, I'm, but you're inspiring me to go back and actually do something with it. So this is, so this is not for my link solution. This is your profile for the, the real estate company, correct? 
this is my, well, this is my, my, my personal profile. This is what I'm saying. Like you should be updating and adding personal items. So, I mean, I'm, I have both my, my real estate. It's everything. My marketing company. I also run a, a private events company here in Santa Barbara. My, my, my nonprofit experience, you know, I went to, I lived in different countries for years. Um, all my schooling, volunteer, my interests. You just want to put as much stuff on your profile as, as possible. You want to use all their assets. And the reason for that too is LinkedIn effectively leases Google's SEO algorithm. And so if someone's saying like, if someone searches for top realtor in Santa Barbara or top alumni or UCSB alumni realtor in Santa Barbara, you want those keywords to be popping up and give your, your profile like SEO juice. So you want to put as you want to use as much assets assets as you can. Do people search for those things? Cause I'm seeing this more as like, you just want to put all this stuff in there. So you look like a real person. You look interesting. Like I'm looking at this going, I'd like to meet this guy. I already know you, but you know what I mean? Like you look, you look interesting. Do people search top realtor in San Diego on LinkedIn? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it's not, it's not common, um, but some people do. Huh. And, and and also on top of that is, is when people search um, like top realtor in San Diego in Google, people's LinkedIn profile will, will pop up in Google more often than not. I love it. All right. Fr- Fran, Fran says, let's do a quick case study. You got two minutes ready. Type in a Fran Lucci into the, the chat box. F-R-A-N-L-U-C-C-I. If you guys are listening to the audio version of this podcast, you're going to want to watch the video because it's going to be a lot more fun in this part. Uh, it must be the third one down. There you go. That's Fran. So what would you change in two minutes or less on, on her profile? If anything. That's good right there. So, so she has a really good clean banner. I like that. Um, I would potentially put in her headline, like where she's works, helping Charlotte Metro families building generational wealth. So put in like a, like a location or a geography. Um, I would probably make her her company page, an actual company page. So the reason why these, these companies have icons is because they there's a company page called Remax Metro Realty. But for Fran Lucci and team, you should create a company page for Fran Lucci and team, and then create like, like a little icon for that. Um, education's great. I would try recommendations she's given and receive recommendations. I mean, that it's a pretty solid profile. This is kind of all you need. She's skills and endorsements. Yeah, this is well, good. So, so it's really more about then. So it's pretty complete profile. It's really more about the way she's leveraging the platform to connect with others and create that engagement and to really start. It's really what you said. It's, I mean, I, I always go back to hook story and offer, right? You have to have a hook, a story and an offer. And that's what you crafted with some of those examples earlier. So yeah, exactly. I'd like to ask a question if I can. Yeah, go ahead, Robert. Hey, uh, Casey, thanks for doing this. What do you do if you've been using your LinkedIn profile as it was originally broadcast, you know, for job searches and that kind of thing, and now you're converting it to personal use or business use like this. So you have clients or I have clients that's all over the U.S. and not so many locally anymore. Mm-hmm. How do you convert that? Um, meaning like, so how do you start growing locally? Yeah. Yes, basically. So I, you know, personally, I would just kind of disregard all of your current connections that are not in your local area. And I would start targeting people that are in your local area that you have, that you have 
you want to grow an audience with. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, when, when inbound requests to connect come into you, you don't have to accept all of them because they all have their own personalized agenda, what they want from you. But if you're the ones that are being like more, you know, um, aggressive with who you're, who you're reaching out to, that's what you want to do. That's how you grow your network. So like if you have, once you have a good profile, like, like, like Francis, I'm not sure how yours looks, you're ready to start growing your audience, growing your network. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a personal profile. I have a page too. And I've tried to use both of them to grow, but it's really just been more of a broadcast medium and not very much of an engagement kind of a scenario. So uh, yeah. you got to put the social back in social media, right, Casey? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But, but and it's also, you know, when you, when you, when you start to leverage LinkedIn, the way you're supposed, I think the way you're supposed to, you start leveraging their, their messaging inbox. So this is where you start having direct, direct connections, direct messaging. So, you know, the whole broadcast, it, there's not as much reach from like a single post on LinkedIn as other platforms necessarily. But I think the real kind of like secret sauce to LinkedIn is the type of relationships you can generate from having direct, direct messaging. Gotcha. Thank you. I love it. Casey, we're, we're at the bottom of the hour, so I'm going to wrap it up here. But if people want to get a hold of you, obviously they can find you on LinkedIn. I hope that goes without saying, but right, Casey O'Toole, O-T-O-O-L-E. But in case, in case they don't use LinkedIn often or they want to connect with you some other way, how should people find you? Is LinkedIn the best way or you got another way you like? LinkedIn's fine. Um, my link solution is, is, our, is our website. Um, so that's kind of the two main ones that I kind of go off of Facebook. I'm, I'm on Facebook too, but I, I mostly leverage LinkedIn and then email is Casey at, at mylinksolution.com. Um, but yeah, that's kind of here. There's our website. I just dropped the, the website into the chat box. At least if you want to make sure we include that with the show notes, so people can find them later on my link solution. This is fun, Casey. Seriously, this is awesome. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. We'll have to schedule you on again. We can go a little deeper on other, uh, other, either other platforms you can find love on or other ways to use love and LinkedIn. We'll just continue going, right? Is that work for you? I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. All right. Sounds good, guys. Everybody enjoy your day. We'll see, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye, guys. See you guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.